Hey Albuquerque, welcome to this edition of the What's Up ABQ podcast. Today, Lindsay and Lorenzo head to the South Valley to hang out with some majestic creatures. And she loves butt scratches. So when she turns her butt, she doesn't kick, but she loves butt scratches. But it's not a petting zoo or a rodeo. Discover why this horse ranch has a special purpose for both teens and the animals themselves. Thanks for listening to this episode of What's Up ABQ. Albuquerque. This is Lindsay. This is Lorenzo. And this is What's Up ABQ. What's up Albuquerque? This is Lorenzo. And this is Lindsay. Uh, and today we are here at Enchanted Equine. Um, and I was going to let you introduce yourself and I almost <laughs> just did it for you, but go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Kendra Loring. I'm the owner and riding instructor at Enchanted Equine Adventures in the beautiful South Valley of Albuquerque. So you're going to hear a lot of horse noises, which is really exciting because we're surrounded by horses, all of which are really, really sweet. We're getting to meet them, you know, firsthand and kind of learn a little bit about their stories. So tell us how you kind of got started doing what you do. Well, (laughs) take us back. My parents would say it started when I was three and I first saw a horse. (laughs) I grew up on Cape Cod and far, far away from here. (laughs) And I just fell in love with the horses and I knew one day I was going to work with them somehow. And so I joined 4-H, learned everything I could, then went to college, got a bachelor's degree in horses and moved out here, fell in love with New Mexico. I I know today that I could not have done this back there. I know that for sure. Albuquerque, New Mexico has the best system for small businesses. It's just so supportive, so amazing. Yeah. And I decided I was going to do riding lessons, but then I learned more about therapeutic riding, which is for kids and adults with disabilities. So I got certified to do that. And then I learned about the plight of the rescue horse in New Mexico. Uh, So all of these horses are rescues in one form or another. I rescued some of them and other people rescued some of them. So um, they each have their own story and their own issues. Uh, When you say rescue horses, kind of walk us through what that means. I know a lot of people that maybe don't know horse culture or aren't familiar with this type of work. What does it mean when you say like, yeah, you know, we got a rescue horse? Sure, sure. So the easiest way to explain it is just like a a pound for cats and dogs. There are, I believe there's 10 registered horse rescues in New Mexico right now. There used to be seven. I think there's 10 now. And they take in owner surrenders. Um, She came from a hoarding situation. Um, She was a racehorse. And so they've all come from different different kinds of situations so the rescues in New Mexico are are just fantastic and they take in all kinds of horses and help them get to the homes that they need to be in so when somebody maybe surrenders a horse or you rescue a horse from like a hoarding situation is there like a process that you have to go through to kind of get the horse acclimated find out what their personality is like and sort of get them used to a different situation how does that work Definitely. And the rescue does a lot of that work for you ahead of time. If they're a good, reputable rescue, walking in circles is where she came from. And they're, they're amazing. They're fantastic people. And so they did a lot of work ahead of time. And then I went there and said, this is what I'm going to do. 
<laughs> this is where I'm going to do it. This is what I need. What do you got? Mm-hmm. And so I had an idea of what I thought I wanted. <laughs> and then when I got there, she would follow me around <laughs> and she wouldn't leave me alone. And so I was like, okay, somebody, somebody uh, <laughs> tell me about this horse. Yeah. And so they introduced me to Cinnabar and she's worked for me for 10 years now. So she's oh. really sweet. She's very friendly and, and we'll take some footage and stuff so you guys can see it on the YouTube channel. But um, she's very sweet and she does like butt scratches, we learned. And she, <laughs> she keeps walking by like, okay, I'm ready for my next round, everyone. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's and that's kind of interesting when you said that my uncle and aunt up in Española, they bred, or I don't know if they bred horses, but they had horses. And that was one thing they told me as a little kid and it never left me. It's like, you stay, stay away from the back part because, you know, and when you said that, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, this one is friendly enough where, where that's okay, I guess. Yes. So. And there's a big difference between a horse kicking a human oh. and a horse kicking another horse. Oh, yeah. Because they're happy to kick each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like our kids. <laughs> it's like a, like a sibling kind of... Yeah. 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 Yes. But they don't kick people. Yeah. They're not, most horses who kick at people are in pain. Mm. So these guys get regular chiropractic visits, vet Mm. visits, they get KT tape, they get massage, they get all kinds of stuff. Mm. So they're happy. The whole treatment. So, yes, yes. So when somebody is coming for horse therapy, what is something you look for in a successful relationship with the horse and then the person receiving the therapy? Okay, Mm. so first thing I do is I get calls like that all the time and I say, I'm not a therapist. Mm. Let's make this clear. There's not no therapy actually happening here. I'm a riding instructor. So I'm certified to work with kids and adults with disabilities, but I'm a riding instructor, so I teach riding skills. So, and this is not for everyone. It's not for everyone. It works well when I have a client who wants to do it. I have a lot of parents and grandparents that bring people and get on a horse, you know. And I just say, you know, look, it's not going to work. We don't have the attention span yet. We're just not ready for it yet. So, but for me, when I have a client, like I have two brand new clients this morning, two very different, 117, 110 very very different from each other siblings hmm. and they wanted different things mm-hmm. yeah you know yeah. the little girl wanted the horse to pay attention to her because he <laughs> wasn't mm. listening you know and the boy was like let's go yeah <laughs> ready to so, I, so then i talk to them and i chat with them and put them on a horse and see how they interact with that horse yeah. and then i might switch horses ah. if necessary so you have to pair personalities mm-hmm. with the with the, the person the rider the the student and also the horse mm-hmm. too right because each sure. each each horse is is very unique. Yes. So definitely. how do you figure out like how you know this horse would be a good fit for this person or or maybe not? <laughs> yeah. I, well, I know my horses yeah. pretty well, so they've all worked for me for years, and so. I know how stubborn they are. So if I have someone who's really uh, timid and meek, they're not going to do well on a horse like Henry, who's just literally going to stand there and just be like, <laughs> "Fine, my name is Henry Standing Bear and I stand here. Like, this <laughs> what is I what do. I do. <laughs> so yeah, I just kind of get to know them. I talk to them. You know, I'm really interested in what the client wants out of it. Sure. Like the two that came today, they're both actors. They want to be able to ride in shows and movies. Total sense. So in Mexico. <laughs> I'm like, okay, then let's do that. Let's get you confident. We have a friend joining so us. So this here. is Pony Boy. <laughs> Hi, Pony. Ooh, Pony Boy. You can come Here's over. He's just here. napping. Oh yeah. Pony has something called sweet itch, which makes him really, really itchy in the summertime. Oh, wow. Is that why he's rolling on the ground? 
or is that just a just the heat just and the, the heat and it's, tiredness? It's, it's, it's both. It's both. Let's Hi. see that pretty face. There. Looks like a man who just woke up. <laughs> yes. So Pony's eighteen. He's um little past middle aged. And where did he come from? Just out of curiosity. Um, he came from um a family in in Edgewood, and uh, he was about a quarter of the size. Oh wow. <laughs> he, he is now. So <laughs> back then. Really wow. If yeah. there's something you could tell somebody, like let's say they're like. Maybe they're new to wanting to own a horse or work with a horse. What would be something important that you think they should know before they do anything? Go get some riding lessons. And, and make sure it's a place that teaches horsemanship. Mm-hmm. Because if someone just hands you a horse, here, mm-hmm. go get on. You've created no bond with that horse. You don't understand that horse. Mm-hmm. There's no trust there. So you have to go get the horse, put his halter on, groom him, put his saddle on, put his bridle on. Get to know him. Mm-hmm. And then you can create a relationship. So I I would say start there with getting some lessons and then move forward with adopting or or buying. Is there anything or any issue, I guess I should say, that is specific that you see in New Mexico rescue horses or something that's kind of a common thing that you keep seeing over and over just in this circle? Well, I see a lot of people who don't have that horsemanship piece. They're just like, oh, we want a horse in our backyard because our kids want a horse, you know, or (laughs) I want a horse because I want to go ride up and down the ditch. So I see a lot of people who don't have that horsemanship piece. And honestly, I'm willing to teach it for free. If somebody wanted to come and and muck or or exercise horses and just come and learn, I'm willing to teach that piece. Mm. So I feel like horse owners, if they don't have a clue how a saddle fits Uh. or uh, what a colicking horse looks like, go do Mm. some volunteer hours at a therapeutic riding center and learn those things, you know? Is that that what horsemanship is, sort of just like the technical piece and and all all of it, yeah? Yep. Yep, all the parts of the horse, all the diseases, the movement, the interact, the communication. Mm-hmm. She's scared to death of Henry. Oh yeah. <laughs> so if you're scratching her butt and loving on her, but you don't know that Henry's coming, yeah. you better get out of the way because yeah. she's gonna move. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta know their communication style too. Oh, yeah. Yep. So as far as your business goes, how can the community support you? You know, because I know that there's a lot going on. So how can we support you? Well, that is a very good question. <laughs> I am an LLC. I'm not a nonprofit, so I, but I do accept donations. But the best thing is just word of mouth, yeah. getting, getting people to understand what I do here, um, asking questions, and you know, sharing my offerings. Like I have a summer program. We're just entering, I think, the fifth week of nine. So we're almost done with that, with the summer program. And then I have a teen program that I do on Thursday evenings. And it's just free. Teens can just come and hang out and play with horses, hang out with each other. That is really cool. That's not something you hear a lot. It's like, hey, it's free. Come and experience this. It's worth the experience. Yeah. I have a nephew that I might be bringing down okay. here as a teenager right. at some yeah. point. Well, that yeah. Surgeon General came out with that warning, what, like a month ago that said that loneliness was the equivalent to smoking cigarettes. And oh, like, wow. I believe yeah. it. We've yeah. got to fix that. Yeah, for So sure. this was my answer to that. Mm-hmm. Come, hang out. Yeah. And I'm happy to teach any kiddo who wants to learn about careers in the horse industry, you know, about horses, about riding. I'm happy to teach the next generation the care of them. I love, too, that 
the history of Albuquerque and the history of New Mexico has a lot. Like horses, I think, are central. <laughs> Hi, buddy. You made a friend. <laughs> <laughs> On my scratching post. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and, and we're in the South Valley. I think we're Bernalillo County, right? We're not in the city limits. But still, like, we're, this is, like, to me, Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. And we have we have horses. We have, you can see alfalfa fields. And it's still, you get kind of like that ranch feel, but, like, in the city. I, like I think it's, it's really cool. It's whole New Mexico experience. I mean, really, like, you can come ride a horse. You can mm-hmm. come <laughs> in this beautiful landscape and be a part of it as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am? Mm-hmm. Oh, we have a question from the daughter. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Put your palm out. So this is my parents' ranch. This is my mom, Jackie. Hello. Hi, Jackie. She's a writer. Oh, oh nice. nice. Writer. Oh, writer. Ah. Nice. Writer, writer. Yes. I gotcha. love it. <laughs> Writers of all kinds. <laughs> we just actually published a screenplay together. Oh, oh wow. Yeah? yeah, we just put it on Amazon. Oh, oh that's cool. awesome. Yeah. What's it I called, feel- if I can ask? Noelle? Uh, yeah, and Bridge to Socorro. Oh. He's working with a native group to enhance the male character in Bridge to Socorro. Oh. Oh, wow. That's so. so cool. I feel like New Mexico, and I say this all the time, I say it all the time, but I just have to say it again, I guess. <laughs> I feel like New Mexico is like ripe for creativity in so many different mm-hmm. ways. I mean, there's a reason Georgia O'Keeffe came here. There's a reason people came here to do creative things, and it's because the landscape. It's because we have all of this space to just kind of yeah. create and see what happens, and it's just really cool when you hear about, you know, somebody's primary project where it's like, yeah, okay, you know, I have like an equine therapy situation, but also, you know, I happen to write yeah. a, a screenplay. Like, I think that's so cool. Yeah. That's yeah. why people are leaving LA. It's, it's uh, not friendly for children anymore. Families growing up and mm-hmm. there's so much room here and everything is less expensive. So yeah, a lot of the, I mean, we have Sony, we have Paramount, we have Netflix, we have, they're moving here because they can... They could do a better job living and go back and forth to L.A. if they need to, but they're moving their families to Santa Fe and... Yeah, it's true. Yeah, we've seen a lot of growth in the last 10 years. I was going to ask you, I guess, how long have you been here in the South Valley and what have you seen change in the last couple years? <laughs> so we've, we've been here for 10 years. We moved here from Cape Cod. Um, Kendra and her sister were here and this was the best place to come. I was writing movies and writing books, but I, I couldn't get anybody to make film with me. So... One of the first movies that um, I made, I co-wrote, was made here, and one of Kendra's horses was actually the um, the star. Oh, oh yeah! So, wow. yep, Sir Asheron's party. Was it one party. Year now, or was it? So, what have I seen change? Not much in the South Valley. Um, some places got water that hadn't had it, but yeah, no, I don't think much has changed in the South Valley there primarily bigger pieces of property and everybody owns a horse and everybody yeah. has two dogs and it's an incredibly friendly place um, oh yeah Kendra's you know she, she can go next door to that house and say I need something and the guy will be over in 10 minutes or so we like it a lot I've always liked the South Valley. It's, it's sprawling like a lands and world. I feel like you got in the, a good way. Yeah. You know, you get away from the city noise and the extra stuff, and it's it's just so peaceful. My my brother actually, who used to be one of the hosts of this podcast, and till he moved to Missouri. Hello, Ryan. Um, <laughs> uh, lived down here, and so I used to just like to come and sit on his porch, even because it's just so peaceful and quiet. You know, beautiful. When we bought this house, and I got involved with um, film, the film community. They would say, where do you live? And I'd say, well, we bought a ranch in the South Valley. And people would say, on purpose. <laughs> and then, Absolutely. <laughs> and then my friends come and visit some of the women's groups I belong. Mm-hmm. And they just have never been 
to the South Valley. Mm. They've never been from the mountains down here to this part. And then they just, like you say, they just want to sit on the porch and stay for the rest of the day. Oh, yeah. Especially those evenings. Like, uh, I, I lived in the South Valley a while back, too, and we had this huge cottonwood tree. That was, it was just, I, I, I don't know. I had like this, history I had this, in your yard, isn't yeah, this, this claim that was not founded in fact, but I, I, cl- I claimed that it was the largest South Cottonwood in the South Valley, I'll but until it, you're proven wrong. <laughs> yeah. But the same, what a beautiful tree it is. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Like right now, mm-hmm. the flowers. Oh yeah. Yeah. There were yeah. wonderful trees here. Yeah. So, so what's the one that's out front, Kendra? The uh, desert willow. Desert willow, I think, has become my favorite tree. That's a pretty tree. It's so. so it's so interesting to me when we talk to people from other places, and I always ask the question, you know, other than cost of living, <laughs> um, you know, what specifically made you fall in love with New Mexico? Because there's so many different things and so many different reasons, I think, to fall in love with New Mexico. And everybody always has their own reason, you know, and I, I love to hear other people's reasons. You know, it's yeah. it's funny because, like, I grew up in Portland, Oregon, like, yeah. worlds away so from New Mexico. <laughs> yeah. Well, my parents took me here kicking and screaming, and I stayed and came back, and I, you know, it's so funny because, you know, oh, hi. Well, hello there. <laughs> now you're the scratching I'm the post. scratching post. I'll be the scratching post. That's all right. Well, Kendra, Kendra came here just for this, this opportunity with her college, and she got off at the train station, and she called me up, and she said, Mom, I'm never coming home. And I <laughs> was like, come see me. What? <laughs> she said, I, I found where my heart is. Oh. Uh, and it was like, well, I guess your father, this was 20. How many years have you been? 1994. Oh, okay. We really never think we would be here. So you're really a New Mexican now. I mean, if we're being honest, you're a New Mexican at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So she was was right. We we visited many times, and then we just, we sold our house on the Cape. None of us, we had five kids. None of them were coming home. Oh, yeah. So we came here to visit, and... We came the day Balloon Fiesta ended that year, and oh by God. November 29th, we had put our name on a house. Wow. wow. So Octo- was- October 94. October, yeah. Wow. That's impressive. It's, yep. so. it, do you have a favorite place to go riding in New Mexico? Um, I mean, I I love I love Taos. I love the bosque when there's no bugs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, riding by the river is is pretty amazing. Riding in uh, Rio Doso. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh, that's where we went for our honeymoon. It's just it's amazing there. Yeah, Rio Doso is yeah. really pretty. That's yeah, that's great. Do you have how many horses? So we have three riding horses. One retired horse Mm -hmm. and one non-riding horse. We're in the market for another horse. And how many horses, or I almost said, how many beds do you have? (laughs) Golly. That's how you know you work in social services. How many beds do you have? (laughs) How many horses are you able to... Oh, it's okay. Just stand up. She wanted to come hang out with you. <laughs> She's like, what you doing over there? Can I help? <laughs> Thank you for letting us bring our kids today, too. I know yeah, we course. don't usually bring our kids on recordings, but this has been a really cool experience because we thought, you know what, they would really enjoy that. And yeah. You said you're in social service? Uh, case management. Because oh, we're a long-term uh, foster family. Oh, no way. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. And there's been dozens of boys. And that is boys. a huge need. I mean, especially yeah. I think in here and well, anywhere, really. But how do the horses? How do they deal with the, the weather uh, in New Mexico? They seem pretty used to all types of weather, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they yeah, don't really you, mind. They don't mind at all. Hey, buddy. No. Huh. Right. They um. Hi. 
They get wet, mm -hmm. and then they roll, and then the sand acts as the sunscreen. Uh. She and Clifford will both put their feet in the water mm -hmm. and splash. Yeah, to get cool. <laughs> to get wet. To get wet. And then go roll. Oh, ah, nice. nice. Nice, nice. Which is lovely. Then I have to clean the, the waters every couple of days because they're filthy. Yes. Yep. So, and this is completely an amateur question because I, I don't take care of horses every day. What is the basic routine daily? Like, what do you have to do? If you have a horse, what are the things you have to do every day to take care of a horse? Well, horses in the wild eat like 24 7 they also move like 15 miles a day so oh, wow. i tried to create an environment where it's as natural as possible they live together mm -hmm. which can result in some injuries occasionally when they do fight but mm. feeding them you know i feed them in hay nets so they eat slower so mm. they eat mostly all day long all night long so and then the especially the older horses get supplements for their mm. injuries or arthritis um, he had ulcers so they get all those kinds of medications at night oh, yeah. I had never I don't know much about you know like basic basic care and maintenance yeah. of the horse yeah and this there's a lot to it I'm sure I know mm -hmm. oh yeah. yeah it's a lot of work it sure is they break everything so <laughs> constantly repairing things Tell us again kind of where you're located, what your hours are for your business, and just any general information somebody might want to know if they're interested in getting a hold of you, kind of looking you up, um, sure. and then maybe your social media. I know that's how we connected was Instagram. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Social media is Enchanted Equine NM, I think, on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and those are the only two I can handle, so that's all <laughs> I do. Um, well, and we'll make sure to link on the... Yeah, we'll on link the, it on the yeah. show notes, too. And so I have a YouTube, you. but the YouTube is just oh. instructional videos, like horse welfare kind of stuff oh, okay. so I do therapeutic riding horsemanship classes and riding lessons so I start at age 7 and go up to 100 oh excuse us ma'am yes oh. please just go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I'm telling you these guys are uh, not shy no. oh, not no. shy no, at all everybody's got to get their pets in uh -huh. today right. um, they're surrounding us yeah they, they say come on pet me okay. my turn so I work with kids and adults with disabilities, but I also work with anybody who wants to learn how to ride. Mm -hmm. In most therapeutic riding centers, there's a horse leader who leads the horse and two sidewalkers that will walk next to the client. Mm. And that's a wonderful model for those who need it. Mm -hmm. But all of my riders are independent. Mm. And that is on purpose. The horses prefer it. Yeah. And... The horses want to move. Yeah. So we teach the riders how to walk, then how to trot, and then how to canter. We've got we've got the full attention of all the horses here right now. Yeah. And Clifford there is the big bully in charge of everyone, so he may tell everyone, go away, I need the attention, and yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Well, this has been a really cool experience. Mom. Thank you so much for having us. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I, oh. They're big animals, you can't miss them. <laughs> yeah. Is it... Uh, oh, it's the big question? The big question. All right, big question. Big question. Since moving from the Northeast to Albuquerque, I'm sure you've Hi. maybe determined uh, the, an answer to this, maybe not, but red or green? Definitely Christmas. Oh, oh good answer. <laughs> Gluten-free Christmas. Gluten-free Christmas. Gluten Christmas. And if you're yes. going to have chili anywhere in the lovely state of New Mexico, where are you going to go? Gosh, that's a good question. I like Sadie's. Yeah, Sadie's is probably probably the best. Yeah. Although Wex makes good 
gluten-free chili too. Oh yeah. Uh, to I'm, I'm a big breakfast fan, so oh. <laughs> same, same. Yeah. yeah. Now let me now let me narrow it down. Just because we're in the South Valley, do you have a place in the South Valley that is like your go-to? Yes, Albuquerque City Limits. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yes, it's mom and pop joint. Fantastic food. The sister of the owner is celiac, I think, or gluten-free. Mm. So they they're sure oh, to they, tell you. There you go. So yes, we love them. Unfortunately, they're closed on Mondays, which okay. is my Friday. Oh. Because I'm always like, and then I'm like, oh yeah, oh, it's yeah. Monday. So <laughs> yeah. not today, not today. <laughs> but they're nice. fantastic. Really nice, good nice. people. Awesome. Yeah, and that's that's one of the areas of town that like I have not had really like opportunity to experience chili so far. Like I because I'm not down here really. So yeah. now I feel like I need to make a point. Yeah. And oh. Coors and Rio Bravo is is just jumping. It's, oh yeah. I mean, crazy. What? Unfortunately, the two boys donuts left us. Oh. oh I didn't know there they was had gluten free. Donuts. Oh no! <laughs> so they left us, but um, but yeah, they're putting in new stuff over there all the time. Yeah, we've seen that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. And I, let me ask you this, and this is a random question too: What is a horse's favorite snack? Well, it depends on the horse. Okay, fair. Pears, peppermint, mm. apples, carrots, and I would say his is probably watermelon. Oh, watermelon. Although they yeah. all do like watermelon, especially the rinds. Oh wow. Our cat likes watermelon. I know. So that's yeah? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we learned that that's okay. We were like, is that okay? Yeah. And our cat loves watermelon. That's so. awesome. I have a cat who likes cucumbers. Oh, wow. So when I cut them up every morning, <laughs> she's at my feet screaming like, for a piece I of want cucumber. a cucumber. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know that horses could have peppermint. I don't know why. I just oh, never thought about that. Oh, they love peppermints. Uh, yes. Like, like peppermint, like the, like the candy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I have a volunteer who's <laughs> absolutely amazing, and he goes to Sonic mm-hmm. and comes back with, with the like peppermints. hand and the, and the horses are just like yes. <laughs> this is see like them. I learned something every time we record a, like a podcast. I'm like today I learned that horses can have peppermint candies, and I'm going to keep that in my back pocket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. And I'm actually writing a book. Well, I've written a book. Mm-hmm. It's with the illustrator currently. It's going to be out end of summer, so end mm-hmm. of August ish. Okay. Um, about Henry Standing Bear. Oh, and then Henry's. Uh, this guy here. Okay, cool. So Henry, Henry's been with us for like six years, mm-hmm. seven years, and he had an accident a long time ago, and we think a piece of metal went into his neck. Oh. So I made up the story for the book. Hmm. And um, so it's going to show him growing up in the Gila, being a cattle horse and working down there and then getting injured and then coming back from an injury and I don't know if you saw him in yeah. the last lesson but yeah. he's fantastic now oh yeah he's wow just really well best that's cool he's a yeah. good story it's a good story yeah, yeah. like if there was a horse for a movie I think it would be Henry honestly yeah, yeah he's got a really cool like uh, brown and black coloring mm-hmm. and it's just really beautiful horse shiny and shiny he color. has the world's greatest side eye mm. <laughs> <laughs> when you're like come on Henry walk and on he's like, he's like uh, really <laughs> And the he he's named for a character in Longmire, mm-hmm. and I got permission mm-hmm. from the author of Longmire to use his name oh. in in the book because it's Henry with an I, not a Y. Oh wow! So yeah, so yes. I'm pretty excited, and the book is going to be graphic novel esque. Uh-huh. Oh, cool! That's awesome. 
um, for like preteens and teens because there's going to be an injury and depression yeah. and healing and all the so. all the lessons, huh? Yeah, That's yeah, cool. yeah. So when do you expect that to be published? She said the end of summer, so I'm thinking the end of August. Oh, cool. And so pretty not, soon, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, it's not ready yet. We're still putting together a couple of pieces. Oh, nice, nice. And do you mind us asking what it's called so we can plug it, or are you not sure yet? It's going to be called the Adventures of Henry Standing Bear. Okay. All right. Okay. So. <laughs> Nice. Albuquerque. Keep an ear out. Keep an eye out because it's coming. Yep. And it will be volume one. Okay. Oh, nice. Volume two is The Adventures of Finn and Pony Boy, which is my dog and Pony Boy, who are best friends. Oh, oh gosh, nice. I love so, that so much. Yes. Yes. So it's awesome. going to be great. Best friends come in all shapes and That's sizes right. and everything else. That's right. Nice. Yep. Sweet. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us. We appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. This has been really, really cool. And I'm excited to kind of just hang out with the horses. It's been really therapeutic just hanging out and petting them. And yeah. Yes. Spending an afternoon. Horses have this way of calming oh. people yeah. down. That, yeah. You know, they lower the cortisol levels. I think so. And yeah. not only that, but I'm just sort of in awe of how powerful and like just I don't know they're just giant creatures and yeah um this 11 year old had a question real quick okay go yes. ahead buddy so if horses have di- different personalities does that mean like their descendants also have personalities their descendants like their parents and their like, grandparents yeah and yes and when people breed horses they like to take <laughs> horses who have those good personalities and put them together Yes. So that you get a great personality. <laughs> so does that mean, theoretically, if I put a super aggressive horse with another super aggressive horse, it will make the ultimate Terminator Terminator the ultimate horse. Terminator horse? Are you? Okay. All right, 11-year-old. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. If, yeah. If you want a really, yeah. really aggressive horse, yeah. Yeah. We're also yeah. going to be giving you ideas for your next book. You can call it Terminator horse. <laughs> Terminator horse. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good question. I, I never would have thought of that, so. That's all right. I get all kinds of questions, so. There's right. no dumb questions around here. Awesome. Well, huh. thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Yeah, right. sure. Thank you. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, thanks okay. for having us. Thanks for being an itching post. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> anytime. Anytime. <laughs> Enchanted Equine Adventures helps reduce stress and anxiety and provides self-confidence through therapeutic riding. It's great to help with post-traumatic stress, anxiety, attention deficit disorder, autism, multiple sclerosis, traumatic brain injuries, and more. Enchanted Equine Adventures can teach you how to ride, discover horsemanship programs, and participate in equine-assisted activities. Who can benefit from therapeutic riding? Kids, seniors, veterans, first responders, people with MS, anxiety and PTSD, as well as kids and adults with disabilities. See the services provided and find out more at EnchantedEquineNM.com. Enchanted Equine Adventures, featured here on What's Up ABQ. What's Up ABQ is back. We have more interviews with lovers, creators, doers, and dreamers of ABQ and beyond. In the meantime, follow us on Instagram and send us a message if you or somebody you know is interested in an interview. And as always, we support ABQ locals free of charge. We love you, ABQ. It's good to be back, and we'll be telling you soon. What's Up ABQ?